Miami was blown out early by Boston, looking flat, disinterested, and outmatched. A second straight disappointment as the Celtics close the gap in the Eastern Conference Finals. Can the Heat figure it out in Game 6? Or are they on the verge of making the wrong kind of history? We break down what went wrong, who struggled most, and answer your questions on today's playoff edition of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with Dave Vermill. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today, download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. David, recording this immediately following. Uh, the Heat's blowout loss to the Celtics, 110 to 97, is the final score. Just a brutal loss for the Heat, whose 3 0 series lead is now 3 to 2. This thing felt over in the first five minutes. The Heat played like it too. They played like it was over. Boston got out to a 16 point lead in the first quarter, never really close after that. The Heat let go to the rope. There's no other way to say it, David. Uh, they looked like the Celtics did in game <laughs> three, right? I'm yeah. not shocked that the Heat lost this game in Boston. I am shocked, however, in how they lost. What were your feelings watching this one? I the, Similar. I, I was shocked because we've seen this team function so well when we they lean into the intangibles, right? The grit, the tenacity, the willingness to, to never die. And they looked like they were dead. Uh, they looked like that similarly in the second half of game four. And... Tonight, it was much more consistent. You thought they'd come out with a better effort. You thought that it would show at some point when they cut the lead down to 10, 12, something close to that, that maybe they'd be able to go on another run. But they just didn't. And you have to give credit to Boston. They continue to play well. They have been the better team over the last game and a half. Starting in that midway through that third quarter, uh, they just figured it out. They've been much more physical, denying the ball, very good defending three-point shooters. Putting Jason Tatum on Jimmy Butler has been a game changer. Butler looks hurt again, or at the very least. Doesn't look right. He, he just does not look good. Yeah, yep. He does not have that aggression. Tentative, yep. And and look, that was across the board, too. Many, many players just – it seems like the size of Boston has finally caught up to Miami's undersized lineup. You know, they're they're – kind of pump faking every time they get even a little space to drive towards the rim or if they have a little space from the perimeter. And then Boston is doing an excellent job closing out. We saw Robert Williams going out there, swatting Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, doing the same thing to Kyle Lowry, smothering Bam Adebayo. They can't catch him and pick and rolls anymore and attack that the way they did game one through three. Miami shooters just not able to knock it down. So a lot of different things there. I guess the overall takeaway is that Miami looked really flat, and I am concerned that I don't know if they can find a way to muster whatever necessary energy is there to steal Game Six. They have to win. We'll, we'll do. Six. Let's, let's, we'll let's we'll do the old. Flat. We'll do the must win thing. We'll do the panic meter segment. We'll get to that. But I do want to just talk about what happened in this game a little bit more because, look, the Celtics. Like I said, they looked like the Celtics of the regular season. They shot thirty nine percent in the regular season three point range over these last two games. They're shooting forty percent from three-point range. This is what the Celtics are. If Heat fans want to chalk this up to hot shooting for Boston, sorry, that's not it. This is regular shooting for Boston. 
what has been happening in these last two games. This is normal for them. The problem is for Miami is that they are looking like regular season Miami and not playoff Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler was a no-show. Bam Adebayo was terrible. We will hand out blame pie to them, and they're both going to get some big slices of that. But um, they, to your point, what you were saying earlier, that offense that looked so crisp, so decisive, we know exactly where we want, what buttons we want to push, what levers we want to pull, what areas in Boston's defense that we want to peck at. Get that switch onto Derek White. If Peyton Pritchard is in the game, we're going to attack him too. And it's not that they're not trying to do that. It's that they haven't really figured out how to do it because Boston's defense has ramped up in a way that they're doing a better job covering those things up. And, and Miami, the team that all playoff longs has had a plan B and a plan C and a plan D and a plan E, don't have that right now. It's attack, it doesn't work, and settle for a bad jumper. And that's what these last two games have basically been. So yeah, if I'm the Heat, if I'm the Heat, I am worried right now because this to me was not make or miss stuff. The Celtics have been the better team on nearly every front the last two games. The fact that it's 3-2 right now makes sense. The point differential right now uh, per game in this series right now is just plus 1.8 for Miami, a team that was up in this series 3-0, basically even. Like these teams through the five games are basically even. And over these last two games, Boston has been far and away the better team considering that these two have been blowout losses for Miami. Yeah, uh, so much to kind of pick out here. It, it well, let's is... do it. Let's just do the let's do the panic meter thing right now. Let's do it. Where where are you at? One to ten scale. Uh, six, still six. Uh, and and yet confident that Miami will confidence six. <laughs> no, no confidence six six, but confident that they can put it behind them. I I thought. Look, we heard Jimmy talk about you know there's no momentum in Boston's favor. I'm going to go have a couple beers, whatever. We, we've debated that. We had a couple of shows. We talked to Howard Beck about it. National media kind of, you know, on the same side as thinking, well, you know what? They'll have a better effort in game five than they did in game four. That was not the case. It is there. Look, Boston has done things very well. Miami has not. Boston has taken away all the things that Miami does well. And yet somehow we have to mention they're without Gabe Vincent. It yeah, kind of forces them that. to juggle their rotation a lot. Kyle Lowry it, was a, starting it was sort of a place. late. It was sort of a late thing. Gabe Vincent right. went through shoot around on Thursday morning. They ended up uh, elevating Kyle Lowry back in the starting lineup. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no, that, no, that was fine. it. Was important to mention. Yeah, no. So I think with that, if you can get Gabe back in Game Six, and it's not to say that he's the most important, but he has certainly been a stabilizing you factor. His offense has been great. Yeah, he, he was missing out there, and especially because Kyle was struggling, he was not. It went back to, to that willing to get a shot. right? Yeah. Like so, Reggie Miller had mentioned that he was like on, on the broadcast that he was like holding his one of his fingers or something. Maybe there was some, but there was a play in in the first quarter early on, like the first four minutes. He comes off that screen the way that Gabe Vincent has the entire playoffs, especially after Tyler went down. Tyler Hero went down. Uh, Gabe Vincent likes to come off those screens, green light, pull up, shoot the ball, make or miss, doesn't matter. In this series, mostly it's been makes. The threat. Kyle Lowry. Comes off that screen, gets into that mid-range spot that he really likes. That's one of his. That's kind of his sweet spot, and then just tries to squeeze this pass into Kevin Love. That's like yeah. through three defenders, which is yeah. easily deflected. Turns and it's like uh, one of Miami's three turnovers in the first three minutes. Um, it was like that. Kyle Lowry tentativeness is not what they needed. And Kyle Lowry before the game was talking about, "Hey, I need to be aggressive. I need, he's like, I'm going to do the same thing that I always do, but probably be a little bit more aggressive." And then he comes out and he's tentative. And Jimmy Butler, all game, tentative. 
Bam Adebayo couldn't really get to his spots, like settling for weird post-ups. Like Bam Adebayo is not a post-up player. I don't know when he's ever been a post-up player. They, there was a moment there in the third quarter, like a, like a two-minute stretch where they were getting him on the roll and he was making plays out of their short roll, uh, pocket passes at that free throw line jumper to get him there. And I was like, oh, this is kind of what they needed to see. But by then it was too little too late and he didn't even play most of the fourth quarter. No. When, when Spo went with the bench unit. So um, I don't know if maybe that's something that they figured out in terms of getting Bam on the move a little bit more, but there was just no answers offensively. And I think a lot of it does start with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, uh, that's fair. So I, he he probably should come off the bench again, assuming that Gabe is healthy. Uh, I think we've also seen that Kevin Love is unplayable in, in this series other than as a backup center. And I think that's probably his best role. We talked about it before the game. A little surprised that they continue to keep him in the starting lineup. I understand that probably without Gabe there, you need to have Caleb come off the bench. He can't start right away. I suggest, honestly, and I, I texted you about this. Well, I, I, think, I know you're going to say. All right. That's a great tease. Game six starting lineup adjustments. I think we should see a change. I'm with you. You and I disagree on what that change is going to be. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to blame pie on the other side of this. But first, David, tell the listeners about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. So easy to find the event you're looking for if you happen to be in town and you just want to catch something while you're there. You know, just look up Game Time. Really easy to use. You can get all the baseball games in an area, concerts, comedy shows, whatever you might be looking for. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. You can see exactly where you're sitting so you know that you're not going to get any kind of obstruction in front of your seats. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms do apply. But again, you can just create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA, you get 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Uh, well, that smell is a smelly smell of another smelly loss, David. It's time to hand out some blame pie. We've talked about the main culprits in this one. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. That's not going to be a surprise. But I want to start with Eric Spolstra. Mm. Um, you were mentioning the, the starting lineup change that did not really happen, at least not the one we expected. Kyle Lowry being elevated to starting point guard only because Gabe Vincent was out. Right. Um, I was shocked that we saw Kevin Love starting at the four. I am a Kevin Love guy. I think yep. a big part of Miami's run has been Kevin Love being reinserted into the starting lineup. He has been awesome and very important for this postseason run. But this is not the series for him. The Heat were being outscored by a point. Despite all the blowouts before that, before these last two games, they were being outscored by a point with Kevin Love in the game. And they were outscoring the Celtics by 25 points with Caleb Martin in the game. They talked a big talk. After game four, hey, we need to come out early and set the tone and all these things. What do we always say about Caleb Martin? Energy guy, sets the tone, all these things. Okay, well, if you want to do it early, what better way than to put Caleb Martin in that starting lineup and bench Kevin Love? And, and like you said before, this ain't the Cody Zeller series either, right? He's having a hard time keeping up with all this. He's not been very effective. Kevin Love coming back in as a backup center behind Bam Adebayo stretches Robert Williams out. This, it was it was right there. I thought it was kind of the easiest adjustment and and frankly, a no-brainer, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm surprised. I am honestly shocked we didn't see that adjustment from Eric Spolstra in this one. 
I think it's still part of the rotation. Like you want to be able to save Jimmy. I'm sorry, save Caleb, um, you know, because he is the best Jimmy replacement at this point. And I know their minutes have coincided a lot in this series as well. They should. And at the same time, without ball handlers, you're going to rely on both of them. And and I think the the two way exertion has been a lot for their for their three players, Caleb, Gabe, I'm sorry, Bam and, and Jimmy. I, I think it's taken too much out of them. It's not to say that they're not capable of it. But I, I think it's just there's no other options. Yeah, I mean, what, they have it. to play. I mean, whether right. you're not coming off the bench or not, you're, you're you're playing those minutes and you're doing those things. I, I I hear what you're saying, and look, I'm not saying that Spo did it without reason. He has been very reluctant to make any changes to the starting lineup because he is so uh, uh, keen on on Caleb coming off the bench. He likes that in, in that role, and and like you said, it's it gives Jimmy a break and all these things. But is, is he being a little too cute about it? In other words, if if the if the obvious thing is, hey, just start your best five, the guys that make sense, and if you need to set the tone early, just do that, and then figure out different rotation patterns later on yeah. to get Jimmy a break somewhere else. But I, I felt but, like Spoh being a little too cute about it. Yeah, maybe. But it's just my concern that you can't. You, you got a guy like Robert Williams. He can exert himself in the, whatever limited minutes. Horford, whatever points that those two players generate are found money. In, in Miami's case, you're asking your three best defenders to also be your three best scorers and your only scores, really, because you can't count on points from Max Struess, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love. Duncan was found money today, and it still wasn't enough for Miami. Haywood Highsmith. And I think that's the answer to your starting well, wait, line. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Before you get to the Highsmith thing, though, because you mentioned something. Wait, are you like anti – were you were you not in favor of benching Kevin Love for Caleb Martin? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I don't I don't know that. I thought you should start Caleb today, uh, but okay. that was before the the Gabe news. Because again, if Gabe if Gabe's help, you know, are healthy. You, out that's there, interesting. Do you think if if Gabe is available, and obviously starts, and you do have Kyle Lowry as your sixth man, do we might do we maybe see Caleb Martin starting instead of Kevin Love? But to your no, point, I, you I didn't want to do the whole. Yeah. You would have gone it. With Kevin, either way, yeah. Well, so, no, I think the, if, if no, to, you mean today in Game Five or Game mm -hmm. Six? Yeah, Game, game five. five. I'm I talking think, about Game Five. We're not moving yeah, on. To game game Five. Six, if right. Gabe was if Gabe was healthy, I think they would have started Caleb because he would have produced that energy. He would have provided the defensive spark, and he's not costing. Them and you would have had Lowry of off the bench, right? right. Um, yeah. That's interesting. I had not thought about it. A uh, friend of the show, Rowan Ned Carney, said uh, tweeted uh, texted me saying like because we were we were texting about this exact issue like what's going on here? Why not, why not bring Kevin Love out, off of the bench as your backup five? Zeller can't right. be playing, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he said that Spo always kind of waits one game too long to change the right. starters. Um, and, and I thought that was an interesting observation. It's not one that I disagree with either. Um, right. You know, the other coach that I used to cover, Steve Kerr, it always felt like he went a game too early changing the starters sometimes. Like he was almost too eager to make changes to his strong lineup. So I don't know what right. the sweet spot is, but again, I'm, I, I, this one was obviously not working after the blowout loss against Game Four. I know you want to do the Haywood Highsmith thing. Well, it's how he started the third the third quarter. So I think we've already seen the transition. the The, the combination of the I think zone that's defense, too cute too. Well, the combination of the zone defense and Haywood Highsmith, I think, was something positive. If you're going to look for positives in Game Five, and there weren't many, Highsmith was I great. Think I think it's a Highsmith with the great. The, the zone worked to flummox even Boston starters. But by that point, it was too little, too late. They could, they were playing catch up. Their three point shooting wasn't either uh, not enough volume to be able to even out the difference. And I think that's your problem. But if you start that way, 
And again, I think the two-way nature, the fact that you're relying too much on your three best defenders to be your three best scorers is a concern. You could put Haywood Smith, just let him loose to be a mad dog on defense, harass the hell of Tatum, throw an elbow, get in foul trouble. I don't give a damn. Uh, his, his matchup data. I mean, his yeah. matchup data on, Tat- on Tatum in the regular season was very positive for Miami. Um, can we? I want to get back to the blame pie thing. I think we're going to explore the Haywood Highsmith option a little, in a, a little bit more in depth in, in the next segment. But that's fair. Um, so, Spo, Spo in terms of the ten, a, I, slice, a slice for being too cute. I, w- I was thinking three. I thought he was like out coached. I, I thought I thought that was the death knell. As soon as I can't, as soon as you kept with the, that starting lineup, I was like. You can't. You can't. Over. I don't know. That's unfair because I think look, he's he's, he's lost three, you know, two starters, uh, and uh, I don't two? know that you. Can, yeah. All right. Uh, and Gabe Vincent cool. and yeah, two slices. I guess what the difference? That's two fine. slices. Uh, okay. Let's go to so Bam. That's three. Three to Jimmy. Three to Bam. Two to Lowry. Two to Spo. Let's talk about Bam. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know exactly what's going on. They've been more physical. I know that probably some again, as I've mentioned before, some of the possessions there where he probably should have gotten a call his way. But he looks a little lost. He looks a little thrown off. And his ball handling has been horrific. I don't this, know what happened. Is, if that's he, the if thing he that used up all of his energy on that spin move on, on Jalen Brown in game three. And from that point forward, he can't. He, he looks like a 90-year-old man dribbling the ball. He looks like Kyle Lowry on his worst day. Bam, Bam Adebayo has great hands. He catches everything. He caught. He couldn't, he couldn't catch a beach ball today. Like, I don't know. What was every? It wasn't even just the forced turnovers. It was the unforced things. Just get trying to find him on the roll, trying yeah. trying to find him. Look, I get that the, the Celtics did a very good job cluttering the paint, showing him arms and limbs and bodies, and kind of maybe getting in his face. But he usually catches the basketball in that spot, and it, it there was like two or three times where he just like got fingers on it, and that was it. Like, never any sort of real possession of the basketball. And that was the thing that was baffling to me. It wasn't even an energy thing. It was just the fact that he forgot how to catch the ball. You know, like, I, I don't know what happened with Bam Adebayo. I thought for sure we were, getting a, we were getting a big Bam game in this one, David. I thought for sure. With the way that he played in game four, which was not nearly as bad as he played in game five, but usually in, like, a, in a ho-hum game, yeah. he'll come, right. and, and after he's challenged, the way that I thought he was challenged after game four, he'll come out and go gangbusters. And I don't even think it was a, a lack of trying. I don't think this was like no. They were looking to get a going aggression. Early. They were but looking to get a going. But in the they, worst spots, I tweeted this during the game. Like that's they it. weren't doing him any favors. Like when, why are you trying to post Bam up? That's not his game. He's never been a post up guy. Well, I mean, they didn't the figure it out kinda, until the second half. Yeah, the post up could lead to the spin mover. It could lead to a little juke. Or but it's always like on that. the run. Like I'm talking about. Like I'm not saying just like not in the post at all. I'm talking about like he usually is on the move getting into the post and then he hits Jalen Brown with the spin move, right? Like that was all in motion. That was ballet. This was just trying to brute force stuff. And, and, and just like, you know, I, I, I've never really seen the heat try to do that with him. And it was, it was yeah. curious that they were trying to do it in this one. Yeah. Three turnovers in the first quarter, only two of three in attempts. And then they tried to go to him more often in the second quarter, looking to get him going. I mean, to anything, if it's, you're going to counter that spoke kind of, Screwed the pooch a little bit, and I don't disagree with that. I think the game plan was sound. Go to Bam. Get him going early. See if he can get it going. One of six in the second quarter. Three of nine in the first half. That's not enough. That's not good enough. That's not going to get it done. And missing and, some shots at the rim that he usually makes, too. Yes. Just like, like in game like four. Follow-up shots, you know, off the rebound. Even when he had that jumper looking, he was uncomfortable with it, a little too hesitant. And, and it's not, you know, my my – the thing I pointed out in the past is that if you're putting a bigger center like a Brook Lopez or even a Nikola Jokic, if you're looking that far ahead, which seems a little unlikely at this point or unrealistic, uh, you also have to consider the fact that I, I think he looks shaky, like hesitant. And they were, and I think that's 
you know, credit to Boston. They've got into Miami's head sure. in the way that Miami was in well, Boston's head over the first three games. They were bothering him. He, he was kind of hearing footsteps, you know, the analogy from football. He thought somebody was going to be there, and I think he was trying to roll into those that spin move or try to get something going at the rim a little too quickly where he didn't have full possession of the ball, just bobbling it. And I think a, a part of that is that Boston's defense is really, really good. It's the level of offense that we saw from this team early in the in the season and then the kind of type of defense that they showed late in last season where they were such a good defensive juggernaut. And I think it's a, a bad combination. And now they have confidence. Now they're feeling it a little bit. I don't know how things are going to change in game six. I don't know if they can take Boston out of their comfort zone while trying to establish themselves. I think a lot of it has to do with Bam. I think some of it has to do with Gabe. And I think a big chunk of that has to go with Jimmy Butler, who just looks like a shell of himself. And I, I think the injury concerns are starting to crop up. They weren't as noticeable, but he has not been dominant in the series. He just he's been effective. And that's been enough because everybody else has got to go. And the concerns about Jimmy on the Boston side, while they were discombobulated, were enough so that Jimmy could do just enough to carry this team and 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 to help get everybody else going. That's not the case. They've shut everybody else down, and they're making Jimmy work for every bucket, and he's just not able to score with ease. The Tate, Putting Tatum on him has changed the series. Uh, Boston uh, doubling him uh, here and there opportunistically has changed the series, and now we're two series in, basically, of, of Jimmy Butler sort of struggling with double teams, and, and it's all kind of happened because of the double teams, but also since hurting that right ankle, and I have to... Sure. I have to wonder if there's more going on with that ankle than he's letting on because he just does not look the same as he does or as he did in that Milwaukee Bucks series. And so I am concerned about Jimmy Butler, his health and and what else he has to give. I like you can't be singing in the postgame press conference after game four and then come out with a goose egg like you did tonight. Can't be like, smiling in game five. He was smiling in game five. Like, even now, they're getting I don't have a problem with him smiling. I have no problem with the guy smiling. I, I don't. But I have a... I Like, to, to say, hey, we're going to be okay. We're going to go on the road and win it. Like, that, I know that's Jimmy's MO. That's his leadership style, like we talked about with Howard Beck. Yeah, and I, you're, you're right. You're but, right. But, but he didn't back it up, man. Like, not even... I, I thought we would see more. And just from the get-go, just absent. Like, I, I it, it felt like him and Jason Tatum have body-swapped. Right, because that was the problem with Tatum in the in the first three games. Is like, is this guy even really out there? And Jimmy Butler kind of felt like that tonight. So three slices of blame pie for him as well. Uh, one player's performance could trigger a starting lineup change for Game Six. We'll tell you who it is next. But first, today's episode of Locked On Heat is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Look, I look better and I feel great wearing Bird Dogs. Their stretchy fabric makes my legs look great and they're comfier than my other shorts and my other pants. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts on the golf course to a meeting at a pool or on a date or just hanging out with some friends. Uh, look, I, I've, I've, we've got a couple of pairs. They, they sent them to us, full disclosure, and I, I already owned a few pairs of Bird Dogs even before they sent them to us. And now I've got like four pairs, four or five pairs of these shorts and in this Miami weather, man, I'm, I wear them everywhere. I wear them uh, out just to go get some groceries. I wear them walking around downtown. I, I, uh, I'll wear them to my, my parents' house I'll, and, and go in their pool. I love these things. So uh, I, I highly recommend you try these. Um, you can do so at birddogs.com. And if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA, when you enter the promo code locked on NBA, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. It's Bird Dogs. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Reach Locked On Heat 
on Twitter, Instagram, email us, lockdownheat at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions on Twitter using that hashtag, AskLOHeat, every day. We're going to be back Saturday night with a recap of Game 6. Hopefully, the last time we talk about this series. We'll see. Uh, but this question comes from Addie Jones Jr., who writes in, what can we do differently on the defensive end? I don't, I don't expect Boston to keep shooting this well, but they're too comfortable. David, like well, I said in the beginning, though, like, I'm sorry, yeah. but like I do expect Boston to keep shooting this well. That's fair. Uh, I, I think it could be somewhere. The thing isn't even that they're going to be shooting this well. It's the lack of co- contest from or lack of contesting from Miami side of things. They're scrambling now. They're they're just they don't look comfortable. And I don't know if it's the personnel. I don't know if uh, they're just they don't seem to be communicating at the same level that they the were. The transition stuff has been really sloppy. And I obviously the turnovers, the more turnovers you have, the more sloppy transition opportunities there are. But um yeah, I'm with you. It looks it looks discombobulated. Can I get to my lineup change now? <laughs> sure. I cuz I think he's the difference. I really do. Okay. I, I keep I keep getting to this point. I, I mean, and I I know maybe I'm I'm clutching at straws here and I don't think that anybody else has any other option right now, but it's just you're asking so much of of Jimmy Bam Caleb. You throw Haywood out there, let him go crazy. I think he starts game six. I think you bring him and, and Gabe and back into the starting lineup if he's healthy, assuming that that's the case. And, and I think that will be, considering he was such a late scratch. He should only get better from here with two more days of rest. And you start Haywood and and have him harass Tatum. Be physical with him. Um, I, I think it'll make the difference. I think it, it, he, his closeouts on three uh, on three-point shots was significantly better. I mean... I don't think you have to worry. Jimmy freelances a little bit too much. As great a defender as he is, sometimes there were still too many freelances there. I think Haywood is not a better defender by any stretch, but I think he is better for this particular job of just saying, you know what? Go out there. Stick to your man. Don't let Tatum get hot. And I think he'll be that much more effectively. He, and, and he also has also, fresh legs. He also has <laughs> as fresh legs. As opposed to everybody else, he's barely played in these playoffs. He played yeah. 36 minutes tonight in a blowout and was still a plus two. He won't get killed on switches. No. He can handle. He can defend up to Horford. He can defend down if Smart has the ball. He can make that, that corner three on offense. He can make that corner three. Again, that's any kind of found money. You don't even worry about the offense. I'm, the offense has to come from everybody else. For Highsmith, all I want is for him to be a defensive presence to start the game and to make Boston uncomfortable. Because you do that, again, we've seen this recipe so often for Miami through the regular season, through the playoffs, bring it back into the mud, slow them down. You cannot let them get that hot start that they did today where they're feeling cocky. You've got Marcus Smart throwing his head back. You've got Horford talking shit. You've got Tatum and Jalen Brown looking like an all-star. You know, he is, but he's been very much not an all-star for the first three games in the series. And now he's back. You have to be able to challenge them to some degree. And, And right now, I think Haywood might be Miami's best option. I know it seems like this is pathetic, to look for another undrafted player, I can just hear it now. But again, you're asking for a lot when you're you're starting score best score and Tyler Heroes at when Jimmy looks uncomfortable and Bam's being challenged more defensively, etc. So I don't know. That's, uh, I'm I'm it. I'm with you with taking Kevin Love out of the starting lineup. I don't care that the fact that the option is undrafted because all of Miami's options at this point are undrafted. <laughs> There's no first round picks to choose from on right. the bench that are just like sitting there. So uh, look, I. I I worry that it's a little too much for Haywood Highsmith on that stage. It's just a lot. He wasn't playing in this series for You're a comfortable reason. tonight. Sure. Okay. 
it was sort of like go out there, do what you can in a blowout. Like the game was already no. over. It's a lot. No, less it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Time, that game was no. over. No, it wasn't. Like he 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 played before that. Right. He played before that, and he, again, like I guess I think the game was over in the first quarter, David. Everybody could see it. You're right, but you try to cut it down again. If 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 Jimmy and Bam hit a couple more shots, if Max hits one of those patented three pointers that seems to be missing, if Kyle hits a couple of shots, it's much more realistic. You cut the game to twelve, and then Jimmy gets energized. He goes, "Oh yeah, that's right. I can't take over these stretches. I don't know." We'll never know. It's it's the game's over. There's okay, no so I don't, I don't, I'm not disagreeing that Haywood Highsmith should play in this series. I just don't. I, I think it might be a little dramatic to move him into this. If you're going to make that starting lineup change that Spo has been so reluctant to do, and now I think you have to do it. Like there is no excuse. This is, and he basically already did it, right? Like you said, you start the second half with Haywood Highsmith at the four. You've basically already admitted. All right, we're probably going to change the starting lineup going in to game five. And I think you're on to something when you say if Gabe Vincent were available, maybe it does look a little bit different. Maybe it is Caleb starting at the four, whatever. Uh, I am a little bit less optimistic that Gabe Vincent is going to be available for game six than you okay. are. Uh, so I th that is something to monitor these next couple of days, that ankle you know, over these next 48 hours. But, um, and I, I, and I do think you're going to end up being right. I think it, like based on just what we saw in that second half and if Gabe is not available, I think you'll be right. I think Haywood Highsmith will probably start at the four. I I I am I am ninety nine percent sure that Ke Kevin Love will not be starting Game Six. That's fair. I think yeah. it should be Caleb Martin, and I don't care about the wearing down this and that and and the other. I don't care. Start your best five. Put them out there. This game is too important, and that goes to our next question. RGV Ghost writes in: How panicked are we after this game? I think the panic meter. I asked you this. I didn't answer it in the first segment, David. Yep. The panic meter is at a nine right now. Wow. It's at a nine. You got outplayed completely. The Celtics are the better team in this series right now. They are. They just are. And you're the. I know you're the team with the 3-2 lead, but you just lost the last two, and Game 7 is in Boston. The Celtics have the advantage right now. They have all the momentum in the world. This Game 6 is a must-win. This is your Game 7 if you're Miami. If you lose this, forget it. Forget it. And I, yeah, I, think, I, picked the, I think I heat the. I think I picked the Heat in 7. Yeah, I don't know. I think why. you had them in six, and I had them in seven. They're winning. I picked eight and seven. They're winning. Games I had, six. I'm sticking to that. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And I, no, and I, I don't. I, do I hope. I know I'm right. I know they're going to win it. In oh, then what are we even talking about? I don't. <laughs> you, you already know it's it. going to happen. Right. It's, it's going right, to happen. Like, right. we're, we're doing our recap because we have to. I'm confident <laughs> they're going to win in six. They're going to win. They, they. This team has gone through too much and been through too much over the course of the course of the postseason for them to just throw up all over themselves the way they did. For three consecutive games, they're not going to do. They don't want to go back to Boston. I, I think they'll. What gives you that say, confidence? Because Jimmy Butler has not looked the same since rolling his ankle. Okay, he hasn't. I, right, and I we've think, kind of been putting it under yeah, the rug and just and then right. just bare, and not talking about it because uh, it hasn't mattered. Frankly, it has not mattered. It matters now. Jimmy Butler doesn't it, look it, the same. Bam looks out of sorts. This is like this has been a bad uh, couple of games for Bam Adebayo. If the three point shooting is not where it needs to be, and by the way. They shot 39% from three tonight. That's a very good rate. If, they only, if, but they only got up 23 three-pointers. I've seen this point a lot, and I happen to agree with it. If, if somebody injured. had told you before the series had started that no, going back into that. Miami at game six. I'm sorry? I okay. Hate I hate that as a Answer concept. the question, though. If right. somebody had told you going into the series, before the series started, that Miami was going back to game six with a 3-2 series lead, how would you, you have feel felt? Good of course you feel good about That's that. That's right. That, that's that's David, all that, that matters. That all the context. I hate that hypothetical as a, no, as a framing works. device. It works I hate, because no, it I think they can't. It, it does. They have all answers. Context. You can't they have answers. All the context. They have answers. Do Quarter they or second? all their answers yeah. injured? That's my question. All the I, answers I think, are hurt. Well, Jimmy Butler is hurt. 
Gabe Vincent, I don't know if he's going to play in the game. All their answers are hurt. Tyler Hero has been hurt. Their answers are injured. They don't have, I don't know that they, that's my, that's why my panic meter is at a nine. I, I don't you. know that they have the answers. I don't know that they have the answers against this Celtics team. Against the Knicks, an average Knicks team. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. You've got that's the answers. Fair. This Celtics team is too good. I don't want to give them. I, I give them plenty of credit, and I, I they're awesome. I they're a good basketball I'm team. Not they're taking the anything away from I still think I still think Miami can change things up in Game Six to keep them from feeling the momentum. And I feel like if you punch them early on, or at least keep them from getting hot, you know that's a pretty big gap, and yet also both very important. I think they'll show some of the same weaknesses that they showed in the first three games, especially when they're back in Miami. I cannot. I think this is why you hope for home court advantage, right? Miami stole home court advantage. They've continued to do so. They, they, they're in a good spot. Yes, if they lose game six, I'll be the first to admit I was dead wrong and the series is over and, and the Heat are going to make the wrong kind of history. I will be the first to admit that. But I think Miami has just enough momentum, just enough spirit, just enough something. And and look, I mean, we've talked about this series, this team throughout this whole playoff run. So much of what they've done is inexplicable. It's all a matter of just, man, they've got the guts. They've got the balls. They've got the willingness to go out and do whatever is necessary. And I still think they've got just enough for a game six miracle in Miami where we'll see the banner dropping. I, the Eastern not, Conference I, I really finals. hope we'll it does it. not take a miracle <laughs> to win game six. Because if it takes a miracle, then 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 they're in a lot of trouble. Um I tend to agree with you. I, 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 I do. Uh, I, we have seen enough from this Heat team. That I, I game six feels like that's the one, uh, but it is a must win. If there's ever been a must win, that's not a game seven. It's this one because this is Miami's game seven. You lose this one, you've given home court back to Boston yeah. completely, no, and right. and and game seven is is in Boston where the Heat. I'm not even sure they got off the plane based on how this game played out, played out. Uh, but that game six of Saturday night, you know, we'll be there to recap and post game for you. Thanks again for making Lockdown Heat. Your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your podcast app. David, thanks for joining me. You got it, Wes.